ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert and Jamie Eisner here with you. Jamie, uh, I believe he's enjoying his lunch. I believe I can see him uh, a little Coke Zero Sugar and what I believe is turkey. Ham. It's ham today. You want to share some of that ham? If I come over there, will you? With you, no. Okay, that's what I thought. Hands uh, off the ham. Because I'm a big, a big ham guy. like ham. But it doesn't look like you're going to share. How are you today, sir? Why don't you decide to just go ham on this show? Wow. Way to, way, to get, way to bring the puns here early. How are you? I am wonderful. You're, you're wonderful? Wonderful. Uh, we have a whole lot to get into. A couple things happened. And yeah. I want to start with SmackDown Live. And, I'm not, and we're not even going to start with any of the matches that occurred, any of the angles that occurred. I want to talk about the presentation of SmackDown Live last night, okay? And what I really want to highlight is I'm watching this show, and two things stand out in particular. The Usos cutting a promo where every time they said lockdown, a, a, I don't even know what to describe it. Prison bars came across the screen, and there was a locking sound that occurred. And then when Nakamura came out, and he did his little thing, as he did his you know fall to the ground, the words rock star came across the screen. And in watching this, I can think of one thing and one thing only. Jamie, the first day of editing class, right, mm-hmm. when you learn how to edit, the teacher always shows you these cool things that you can do in the editing program. And for they any have no use in the right, right, you'll, and the, and the thing is, is you're never going to use them, but they show you them to kind of show you how the program is going to work. That is what I felt this show was last night, that somebody in the production truck learned some new tricks in their editing school or their editing class and was like, you know what's a really good idea? Let's use them on this show. Yeah, it was very odd, like with all the the work. I didn't mind necessarily having like those backstage promos where the words were popping up. The problem was is they weren't like blending in the background. They had like a black background. So it was literally like day one editing stuff. So can I uh, sidebar us for two seconds here? Sure. The, uh, this is a sports-related thing. The list of prohibited items at the Super Bowl this Sunday has been released, and on the list is footballs, and I'm just waiting for somebody to make the joke. Yeah. I'm just waiting for somebody to be like, well, you see, that's going to be a bit of a problem because you need the football supply. Not Sorry. Tom Brady. Continue, continue your point. No, I just it, it was I didn't necessarily hate it, but it did look it was very so rickety. There needs some there needs to be some refinement. It was as if somebody learned how to use Windows Movie Maker yesterday and was like, "Oh, look what I can do!" And we'll just put it in the show. Yo, remember Windows Movie Maker? I I, I, I do. That's why time. I made the reference. It's a long time. Uh, so okay, let's uh, let's get into the show. The big thing that we really need to talk about is I I mean the friendship between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens is just it's crumbling. It, it's over. Or is it all part of a grand plan? Do you want me to put on the tinfoil hat here? Yes, I, you're very proud of this one. I think they want us, Sammy and KO. I think this is going to be a big story. They want us to think that they're fighting. Because as we know, Jamie, next week, they're in a number one contenders match against each other where the winner is going to fight AJ Styles at what, Fastlane? Or did they even, I don't even remember. Did they mention when? I the, believe they said Fastlane, okay. yeah. 
So they want us to think that heading into this match that there is dissension among the ranks because look at what happened at the Royal Rumble where Kevin was going to enter the Rumble, but Sammy was like, no, 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 I got it. And then last night, Sammy leaves during the, tag, during the, the, during the match, then comes back, but then leaves again. They're trying to tease dissension among the ranks here, dissension among this friendship. And next week when they have this match, I guarantee you, Jamie, that there's going to be like a double count out or a double finger poke of doom. They both pin each other and they, they well, get up. Well, double finger poke of doom or double would actually be funnier. Because than doing then they're co-number one contenders. And we can have a triple threat match at Fastlane because they're co-number one contenders. And that's where Owens turns on Zayn. I mean, Styles has to win the be- Styles has to retain the belt. If they don't do Styles more now, we are. I w- but they did. Now here's what th- they look. We're gonna get Styles Nakamura. I am ninety five percent sure. We but, better. And by the way, to you, to your credit, Styles and Nakamura did team last night. They did. Uh, and by the way, they were they didn't get ten minutes into the show before they backed way off of Shinsuke picking AJ Styles. If you didn't notice that. Yeah, they uh, did. Well, well, you know, he hasn't really he, – he indicated that he would like to face AJ Styles, but we don't really know who's going to be the champion yet, which is what they need to do because, again, if you're going to defend the belt sometime between now and WrestleMania, you can't pretend that your match is already Shinsuke. You have to pretend like there's a chance that somebody could win the belt. I don't know. In kayfabe. New Japan didn't do that when Naito won the G1. Everyone kind of assumed it was going to be Naito Okada. That was – and Okada did defend the belt, you know, one time in between there. But they there. assumed. They didn't announce it as this is the match. No, but we basically they well, went yeah. on their website. They put the WrestleMania yes, match. But that's their fault. Well, yes, it's not Nakamura's fault. They went out there. No, no, no. What I'm saying fault. is, is they they backtracked because of their own mistake. Yes, they didn't even need to do that. They didn't need that promo in the ring, as you said yesterday. No, all you need to do is have Nakamura win the Rumble and then leave because we all guess what? We'll all connect the dots. Okay? Also, when the other opponent is Brock Lesnar. You might get people that sit, sit down there for a while and go, this tease, might actually yeah, be a choice. Tease it a little bit. Yes. Um, so we had that, and I I tend to think we're going to get co-number one contenders next week. Somehow, someone. Um, poor Kofi Kingston, future Hall of Famer by himself. Nope. Uh, but what a great Rusev day it was yesterday. Yes. As Rusev is the new number one contender for the United States Championship. He's going to face Bobby Roode next week. Do you get the feeling that I get that we are going to get a double turn next week? That they're going to fully get Rusev babyface and Roode is going to turn heel? I think it would be an excellent way to do it. I think Roode is best as a heel. I've, uh, he, his heel character, his heel persona is, in a word, glorious. And this is the perfect opponent for him to do it Correct. against, too, because Rusev is probably more over than almost anybody Rusev on that SmackDown Rusev is the SmackDown biggest babyface on SmackDown not named AJ Styles or Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, yes, and putting the U.S. belt on him would be would be pretty fun. Yes, and putting the U.S. belt on him and having him feud with a heel Bobby Roode for a little bit would also be really fun. Yes, and I think that would probably help both guys uh, because Roode's getting a little bit stale as a babyface. Not his fault. Just the way that they've booked him hasn't been He's great. He's not as compelling as a babyface. His person, like I hear him on commentary as a babyface. Mm-hmm. It's just there. It's bland. There's nothing special there. I have watched Bobby Roode as a heel in TNA and in WWE. Well, TNA and NXT. That is where the money is in Bobby Roode. That is where he is pers- his personality shines. By the way. This is just a bit of a bit of a behind the scenes thing. It is uncanny. This our office's ability to always play ping pong while we are recording. Uh, we, we, you and I have been sitting in here for all, all day. 
We did another podcast there was earlier. One game of ping pong the entire yeah, yeah. day. We did a we did in the five I, hours. We I produced here. a hockey podcast earlier today. I've been working in here all day. The moment we do this wrestling show, the ping pong table just gets commandeered. Which is right outside out, of our window. Which is literally feet from where we're standing. It's just fascinating to me. Because you were talking, and I was mesmerized by the ping pong game that was being played outside. And I was just thinking about how it's on cue. Not that I don't mind. Whatever. They're playing ping pong. And after we're done out here, I'll probably beat you in ping pong. You, no, you won't. Let's talk about Carmelo's cash-in because I have some hashtag well, thoughts. Well, cash-in attempt. Air quotes. I have some thoughts. Okay. Because I... Because you're gonna you're gonna yell at me for this because you yelled at me earlier when I brought this up and I want to phrase this the best way I can because in our conversation earlier today, you got the point I was making but it took me a while to get there correct so I want to phrase so now you had right. some extra time to think I about just want to phrase it right okay you're gonna get the talks for a living you should you, 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 you got to get this out there Carmella is a heel correct we can all agree correct okay so with a heel. Them holding on to the briefcase for a long time doesn't work. Correct. Specifically when you have a babyface champion, which SmackDown does in Charlotte. Correct. And all of the cash-in attempts by Carmella have been against Charlotte, correct? Or At least the recent ones as far as I can remember. Okay. The problem is when you have somebody that has cashed in or attempted to cash in multiple times and failed... It makes the moment when they ultimately do cash in mean less because everyone's going to remember, oh, but the last couple of times she failed. Example, Seth Rollins, heel money in the bank holder, cashed in at WrestleMania the only time he attempted to cash in, and it is probably the biggest money in the bank cash in moment ever. Edges is very close. And if you want to say Edges' first one is is better, Ziggler. I will... Now, Rollins is better than Ziggler. Uh, in the main event of WrestleMania. Rollins is number one. Uh, but in terms of reaction, it was Ziggler. And it's not close. In terms of big moment, I would go Rollins over okay. Ziggler, yes. But, but you, you, you get the point I'm making here. Like, R- Rollins cashing in was a big moment. When Ziggler cashed in, the reason why he got a big reaction was because everyone wanted him to be a babyface. He was and a heel. And they wanted him to win. He yeah. was a heel, but he cashed in on a heel, and he was... It was Del Rio, I believe he cashed Yes, it was. The night after WrestleMania... Whatever the one, because they were in Jersey. WrestleMania 29. Yeah, because they were in Jersey. By the way, they're going back to for WrestleMania 35, it looks like. So when Carmella ultimately cashes in, and if she is successful and wins the belt, to me, it is going to mean less, and her championship isn't going to be as validated as it could be. Okay. You've articulated your point much better in this conversation you did earlier today. It was a train wreck earlier today. A train wreck. I agree with your overall premise... I think they have soured a little bit on Carmella since she won Money in the Bank. She hasn't really been in any high-profile feuds, which is fine early on because all you need her is to cash in and then all of a sudden she's in the main event. But but it's been a very long time, and I think it's not because they're building her for something. I think they just don't know what to do now. Can I ask you this question? And I did not ask you this earlier, but I'm thinking about it now. Do you feel as though that in the in the last, I would say, four years, post-Ziggler and Rollins cashing in, all yes. right? So those two out of the equation. Do you feel as though that they have forgotten how to book a Money in the Bank briefcase winner? No, I think they're intentionally trying to... create this scenario where it's not automatic. I think they are purposefully trying because it was it, pre-Cena losing, 
to Edge. It was. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Cena losing the the briefcase. It was automatic. 100% of Money in the Bank winners and their briefcase. Ken Kennedy had to give up his briefcase to Edge because of the ball. But 100% of people in possession of the briefcase won the world title. 100%. Percent. You have Sandow who also lost when he had it. Corbin now as well. Up until and then you had yes, and then you had Cena, and then you had Mizdow, and then you yep. had Corbin. Yep. And I don't know where Carmella's gonna fall on this, but I think they're tr- because we haven't really we haven't had a win. This is she's the first women's money in the bank. Correct. I don't know my I don't know if it's necessarily they don't know how to book it. I just think one, they are using their mid-card feud a little bit differently mm-hmm. and two I think they're intentionally trying to create a scenario where it's not automatic so they are in by trying to create a scenario where it's not automatic they're trying to make their money in the bank winner not look as strong which is counter to what the money in the bank should be in the first place you see where I'm going yeah this is my I, I, I point think they're trying, trying to, to create suspense I also think they're using it as a litmus test of sorts that they are not giving it to obvious candidates all the time like, they were going to give it to a Baron Corbin, and they're going to make that decision in two or three months, is Baron Corbin still worthy of this, versus giving it to Edge, giving it to uh, Dolph Ziggler, giving it to people that they knew, hey, we're going to put the belt on them right away. But the money in the bank is supposed to be the elevation tool. That was what it was designed as in the first place, right? It was an elevation tool. It was to take somebody that was in that upper mid-card on the periphery of the main event scene and give them that instant, to to use your term, that instant rocket fuel to push them to the top of the card, yes. right? Now it seems as though it's more of a booking crutch, more of a let's put this on this person so they can at least stay relevant because we can always remind everyone, hey, this person is the money in the bank briefcase holder, but we're not going to push them. They're not going to win a lot. Can, can you name me the last time Carmella won a match? I couldn't tell the last time Carmella was in a match that wasn't a mixed match challenge. Like I couldn't or, tell you. Or in a meaningful match. I, I, they are, in a way, they are booking the briefcase. They are not booking the wrestler. That's the problem. And I think that's where my issue with Carmella failing last night during her cash-in comes from. And I, and to your point, I articulated this much better than I did earlier today. Yeah, because even when like Carmella's music hit when Charlotte was down, it took me like three or four seconds to like, oh, yeah, 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 money in the bank. It just it feels like such an afterthought. And that's a problem. They, they need, honestly, the biggest lesson I would learn from this is you need to cash in or not cash in within four, four-ish months. Well, here's, and here's, my, here's where my brain goes next. The money in the bank this year is a co-branded pay-per-view. Yes. So the big four has now become the big five. Yes. Because now you can add money in the bank to that list of co-branded pay-per-views. Who knows what they're going to do but with I that show? Raw and SmackDown only collide in head-to-head competition on Survivor Series. Well, they hold on. That could still be accurate if they do four Money in the Bank live that, matches. That would be awful. Now, I am of the mindset awful. that you do two, two and you do three from each brand into yes. these matches and they have to qualify on their shows. That is the way I would do it. But I know this company and we're going to get four Money in the Bank ladder matches I, on this uh, show. I don't think we are. I don't, th- I don't think they're I that. I certainly hope. I don't think they're that stupid. Because can you imagine how big of it. a moment it is? If the main event is the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, you have three SmackDown superstars, three Raw superstars. And here's the best part. Normally in years past, you kind of have those throw-in people yeah. that you know aren't going to win. Yeah, you won't have that. You don't have that. Everybody in that match is going to feel like a big deal. And, and the women's match as well. I, exactly. 
So that's why I think you do two. Yes, two is the way that I can't see them doing four just because it's it's too much. It's too much for one show. You, you, you're going to have two-thirds of your matches of, of the same match. You're going to dilute I, the I match think, type. I don't think they will do right. it. But that's what my brain immediately went to. Well, at Money in the Bank, they're going to have this situation again. It's coming up. I mean, it's literally, what, a couple months after Mania we're going to have this problem? Yeah. So they have to get the briefcase off Carmella at some point. By the way, I, I thought for a little bit there that when, when Carmella came out, I went, you know what? I could understand. I was thinking about like how upset Charlotte was that she wasn't in the Rumble. I was like, there's no way they're going to have her drop the belt the first show after the Rumble and not have her in the Rumble. No, and I told to Charlotte, you. Like, there's no way they would do I that. Told, we, you and I, I don't know if we discussed this on air. I know for a fact we discussed it off air that I thought they were going to give serious thought to the idea of Carmella cashing in on the Charlotte. Of, the, the, the show week, before. The show before, either on SmackDown or during the Mixed Match Challenge in some capacity, whether they moved the match. This was before I knew what the matchup was with, between Biggie and Carmella. But I thought it was going to lead to Charlotte winning the first Royal Rumble. I did not rule that out as a possibility. Now there's an interesting thought. I've, I've said from the get-go Carmella should cash in on the Mixed Match Challenge. That I love that idea. And Charlotte is up in... They will never do it. Because no, no, no. I love that idea. I, I, I've said Honestly, that from you know, the get-go. maybe they should. You know, maybe they should because I, if, if you... You're doing it as a surprise, so you're not booking Carmella to cash in because she's a heel. So she's not going to get into a match. She's going to cash in as the ultimate opportunist cash in that Edge started. So you're not going to get a ratings pop on SmackDown because nobody's going to know until it already happens. Plus... But what can people do with the Mixed Match Challenge? They, they go back and watch it the right. next day and jack up the numbers. Can you imagine? What if they say, you got to watch this Mixed Match Challenge because it somehow results in a new SmackDown Women's Champion? Exactly. Can you imagine the pop in that, pl- in that arena when after SmackDown's been done? At, it, How many weeks until that one? Is that the one in Phoenix? That's the one we are going to be at. Hmm. So I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm maybe... For selfish reasons. I'm throwing things out there for my own potential self-benefit. Hmm. But that is the one we've actually pinpointed. We're going to be at the Mixed Match Challenge and for Bobby Roode. And- if Bobby Roode is in the process of turning heel at that point, him not helping Charlotte or warning Charlotte fits into that storyline. So I'm just saying, I, from the moment they, they started the Mixed Match Challenge, I thought, man, how great of a marketing tool would it be that if the, you know the next time they're on the air for the mixed match challenge, Michael Cole can say, "Look, anything's possible on the show." Last week during a mixed tag match, we had Carmella cash in and become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Anything is possible. That to me is going to be the big draw for them. Uh, speaking of the mixed match challenge, you did not—you have not officially watched this match. No, I, I've watched highlights. I've not watched it start to finish. I'm here to tell you, you need to go out of your way. Okay. Because this match is everything you wanted it to be and more. Going in, you knew that Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman against. Uh, Becky Lynch and Sami Zayn would yeah. be awesome. It delivered. By the way, Team Little Big is a terrible name. It is. Uh, Mike Yoda again got caught with the yeah. hot mic, and I, I, it is not his fault because he's not used to working under these conditions with a hot mic, but he got caught again. And it was so interesting because this was on the rebroadcast because I did not watch it live. I watched yeah. it maybe two hours after, and yeah. they had not edited it out. Uh, he clearly tries to get the two girls late in the match to get into a rest hold. And he says, yeah. get into a hold, ladies, get into a hold. And they just continue to do stuff. And at every time he gets a chance, you can hear him go, get in a hold, get in a hold, get in a hold. He constantly reminds them. 
Um, this match they had the mic spotted up for. You have Braun Strowman yelling at Sami Zayn after Sami Zayn said something to Alexa Bliss. He's like, don't you talk to her that way. Uh, it was awesome. It, Braun Strowman being like the big brother to Alexa Bliss and protecting so her is awesome. They do a really cool little post-match promo where there's a little, there, there's some flirtiness between Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman. You have to watch this. Okay, I will watch it. It is very there good. There are promos and vignettes leading up to it, by the way. We, we, we were talking about victories. Alexa and Strowman, clean sweep over Becky and Sammy in terms of pre-match promos. Yes. Everything, uh, the, the card, the shirts, the Braun Strowman trying to get into an Alexa Bliss-sized shirt was hilarious. I want to do something I rarely do. I want to give Alexa Bliss credit for something. Hey! The twisted bliss off of Braun yeah. Strowman's shoulders is a incredibly difficult you, move yeah. when you think about what she has to do while she has no balance yeah. on Braun Strowman's shoulders. At least on the ropes, there's a way to balance yourself. Yeah. There's no balancing. That gymnastics background that, coming back to help her. She hit that move perfectly uh, to pick up the win. I ultimately think that Becky and Sammy are going to win the fan vote to get back in in the semifinal. Maybe, although... Biggie and Carmella. Biggie yes, Carmella. Especially if Carmella wins the belt on yeah, that mixed match challenge, you know, maybe certainly a possibility. Uh, but it would be nice to see them back in it. Uh, very good. And then Jamie. Wait, but that meant that would mean Charlotte and Bobby Roode would have to lose that match. Who do they? Who are they up against? Charlotte and Bobby Roode. Yeah, they're up against Nia Jax and Apollo Cruz. Okay. So depending on your thoughts of how they want to push Nia. Well, Jax. again, if, if they're gonna if they're gonna change the women's title, they can always gimmick the revote that Roode and Charlotte are back or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I think in theory Nia Jax would have to go over and leave Charlotte in a pool. Well, no, no, that's 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 who you do. Yeah. Charlotte has to be the one that takes the pin in that match, right? And then Rude disgusted walks away. Maybe if he's again, I don't know where he's going to be in that heel turn. At if the time. they even do that, and if not, even still, like what is Bobby Rude going to do? Like is he going to? He's not going to attack Carmella, right? Because that would be a heel move. Yeah. Um, let's talk about two hundred five live. Sure. Talk about Rockstar Spud or whatever he's called now. Excuse you, Drake Maverick, the that's new Jack. That's, 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 the, that's the no, WWE-est of all names. But see, the, the best part Maverick. is it's so bad it's good. It's such a bad is name it though, that I like is it. Is it so bad that it's good yes. or is it just bad? It's so bad that I actually like it. I mean, I'll get used to it. It's, it's, it's not going to cause me to not watch it. And I then, already don't watch it. And then in a clear catering to Jamie Eisner. This clearly. is clearly they are trying to get Jamie Eisner back Team to tournament. watch 205 Live. Uh, Drake Maverick announced a 16-man tournament to determine the next WWE Cruiserweight Span champion. the playoff. And it will all culminate in at the grandest stage of them all at WrestleMania. Also, I'm very happy uh, that Rockstar Spud is in the WWE. He's worked very hard for this. Yes. He, the pop for him was awesome. They were chanting Rockstar Spud so much so that the commentator, Vic Joseph, had to acknowledge that Drake Maverick is, was formerly known as Rockstar Spud. And think about how WWE tries to avoid, when they rebrand somebody, they avoid trying oh, to bring up their the old name. Especially when they, if they rebrand them from TNA. Correct. So it, That's like a weird thing where Vince will not let anybody mention TNA. So New Japan occasionally, Ring of Honor occasionally, fine. WCW, fair game. TNA, no. There was a uh, there was a stardom reference during the Women's Royal Rumble on Sunday too. By the way, I know yes, that they, but it just it's TNA. Yes. So mentioning that he is was formerly known as Rockstar Spot, I thought was a great yes. step forward. He announces this sixteen man tournament, and the first two matches are tonight. And I very much enjoyed that he turns to the the big board and he and he screams kind of like remember when when Jericho had the Jeratron sixty five hundred? Yeah. You know, monkeys the in the truck. Obscenely expensive Jeratron sixty five hundred. Yeah. When he would yell at the the monkeys in the truck yeah. to roll the footage. Rockstar Spud turns to the graphics and goes, get the graphics on the board. He just screams at the board. It's great. So two matches last night, Cedric Alexander, Grand Metalik, and then TJP and a debuting on 205 Live, former United Kingdom champion, Tyler Bate. 
uh, TJP beats Tyler Bate, Cedric Alexander beats Grand Metalik. Then we learn about two, and by the way, I completely undersold how good both of those matches were. Please go out of your way to watch them if you haven't. Then we get the coming attractions for what next week's coming attractions. What is this, a movie? See, what are you, what are the, you doing? The, the, they show us what the next week is going to be. We get two matches. Lindsay Dorado against Kalisto. And then Hideo Itami against a debuting Roderick Strong. Yeah, I was very interested to see what they were going to do with Roddy Strong because he hadn't really been booked all that well on NXT. And I don't think it was a misbooking. Just they didn't really seem like they had a lot for him to do, as weird as that was. Uh, no. They just didn't invite it. It felt like they just did not have much for him to do. He was just kind of thrown in with, like, the Authors of Pain for the War Games match. He was kind of just around, and he just he didn't really... just felt like they were like, well, we have to find something for him to do because he's insanely talented, but we don't really have anything for him. And let me just, let, let me just tell you right now that this is what 205 Live needed. Maybe you should write about that. Oh, oh wait, wait, I did. did. I wrote a story about it today. FRSSlam.com, you can see it. That 205 Live is getting the reboot that they so desperately needed, and here is why, Jamie. Let me ask you a question. Did you watch Raw on Monday? I did. Did you notice something about Raw? In terms of? There were no cruiserweights on Raw Oh, on you know what? I didn't notice that, and but you're I, right. And, and I thought this could just be a one-week thing where Vince decided we don't have time for the cruiserweights, or it could point to a larger thing of we need a refresh on the 205 Live roster. Desperately. We will just let them kind of go free on the network. Then let's also talk about the fact that on this show, there were no storyline advancement. You know, you had your, you had your Drew Gulaks, you know, doing, doing their stuff backstage. You had these interviews with everybody. But you did not have, you know, major storylines. You did not have all this stuff. You had matches. You had matches that mattered. And you had a tournament. And this is a point where you made where what what was the thing that captivated everybody to the Cruiserweight Classic? It was the, the matches and the tournament style of the matches. Yep. Every match meant something because it was win and go home. Yep. And in this case, you're going to display what these Cruiserweights' best qualities are, and that is in-ring action. And I like that they're not doing more than one or two of these each week. I like that they're not trying to throw three matches on the show. Nope. I like that they are saying we're going to give them – 15, 20 minutes for each match and letting them go. Yep. And that stands a chance of being successful. Yes, it does. And and I think more importantly, what made the Cruiserweight Classic such a cult following in the first place? The match quality. What got them to be able to... I mean, look, for a lot of these guys, it was just a dream to be associated with the WWE, to be a part of the Cruiserweight Classic. And this is the point I make in the piece. They did such a good job that WWE decided to make them a part of Raw following the brand split because of the match quality. And because of the match quality, they got their own show on the network. So, of course, what is going to save 205 Live now? The match quality. Putting on good matches every week. And I know that Drake Maverick, Rockstar Spud, has no real-life say in, in, in these things. But you present him now as this guy that is rebooting 205 Live Correct. while behind the scenes making all the proper decisions in order to do it. And, and honestly, Jamie, I, this is exactly what they needed. This episode of 205 Live was must-see TV. You don't necessarily – when you make a pivot like this, you don't necessarily need there to be – like Rockstar Spud doesn't need to actually have an Drake impact Maverick. like you said. You just need the perception. You need right. the perception It's different. That's what, the, that's what they did with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. The, the perception, perception that the show – it's different. The land of opportunity. Remember, Correct. that was the branding. We are going to make SmackDown Live the land of opportunity. And that is what Drake 
Maverick. I need to keep saying it out loud so I don't keep Rockstar calling him Rockstar Spud. Spud. That is what he is trying to bring to 205 Live. The other thing about this, you and I make a lot of points about Kurt Angle's promo ability now in the general manager role of, of Raw yeah. and how it's kind of lackluster. Which I don't understand, quite frankly. I feel like he's I. uncomfortable with it because he's a good he's a good promo. S- Spud, he can talk. Oh yeah, he can. And that's gonna. And this is just it's odd to me because it's like I want you know just on that tangent off that point for a second sure. because we see a lot with the mixed match challenge. We've seen a lot of side by side Angle Brian promos. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's like Angle is if there's I feels like they're scripting him more. Because it feels like when he's talking, he's talking as if he's trying to recall what exactly word for word he's supposed to say. He's a good promo, but you could see what's him versus Brian. Like, Brian's blowing him out of the water right now. And Angle just feels so wooden, which is weird to me because I've always liked Angle's promo. Well, because when Angle was giving those types of promos that you liked, he didn't have a script. Yeah. It was bullet points. Kurt, say A, B, and C when you're out there. Get that stuff in anywhere you can in your promo. You got eight minutes, go. Yeah, it's just it's it's odd to me that he he's been a very just blah promo. I didn't like his match that his first match back in. Like I was like I I watched you three months ago put on a four star match and now you're here and you're acting like you've ever hasn't wrestled in ten years. It's it's, it's, it's been very odd. His run in WWE has been very odd, and I'm a big fan of his. It's just very odd. And hopefully, I hope that we continue to go down this road. Getting back to 205 Live for a second that we can continue to go down this path where 205 Live feels fresh, these matchups are important. And honestly, I mean, look, for the next, up until Mania, I think this tournament's going to take over the show. Yeah. And I think you're going to get to see these guys put Good. on. Now, I, I wonder how many more new guys are going to come in. Right, We got Strong next week. We have a t- They were very careful to not give away no, the bracket. There's no bracket. Um, no, I, they might do it next week. Now, but. I assume you're going to see Tazawa in there, Mustafa Ali in there, Drew Gulak is going to be in there. I mean, all of those guys are going to be in there. Um, but I do think they Alistair don't have... Black. I'm just kidding. Johnny Gargano. Um, oh, by the way, that wouldn't be the... I, I, don't, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's a good idea. No. But there, there, it, there's no okay. Wouldn't surprise me. There, there are high, there are bigger things that Gargano can do, and I, I, I am still at this stage afraid to put people in 205 Live that I have higher expectations. Oh, I am too. Trust me, I'm not advocating for Johnny Gargano to go 205 Live. Let me make that clear. No, Johnny Gargano needs to be on SmackDown in, in the next eight oh, months. Oh, he is. He, do you know how great he is for SmackDown? Do you know how perfect? That's why I said it. He is so set up to be the baby face that chases a heel. For six months, absolutely. That chases a I'm trying to think, a heel. Don't have a lot of heels on the SmackDown roster that I want to be WWE champion. Well, he's there, he's gonna get like a US title run first. No, no, no. But I mean, at some point, he's gonna. I'll have take to... Gargano Rude for six months. Thank you, thank you. Bye, Babyface Gargano. Heel Rude for the US title. I'll take that for a few pay per views. If you want to put that in front of me. I what can... I hope they don't do is they they don't put him in a spot where he is Daniel Bryan. That they don't have a heel authority figure on the show, and he's always like I, I I'm afraid they're going to try to literally copy. The Daniel Bryan storyline. If it ends with him winning the title, they can copy whatever storylines they want. Yeah, it's people. Uh, yeah, but it, I don't think people are going to take to it the quite. Well, the same no, way. they you, like Gargano. As you know, I'm a Gargano mark. Daniel Bryan is the most over guy in, in that company since peak Cena. I think he's. I think he's more. I think he was more over in his peak than Cena was in his peak. Brian was so overdue. Yeah, it was you, Austin you, level. Uh, were you watching at Dan John Cena's peak? Yes, Serious I was. Serious question. Yes, I was. Okay. Uh, what do you describe as his peak? Right about the time where he got drafted over to Raw. Yes, I was watching that. 
I because I watched him. Peak. I watched him beat the Big Short WrestleMania 20 for the U.S. title. Yeah. Then the next year beat JBL. Then he went through that feud with JBL. Yeah, that, that was match. the feud. That was right. his stepping. That was the Triple H Mick Foley. Yeah. The stepping stone to you're now a star. The I Quit match at, at Judgment Day where he beats yeah. uh, JBL with the with it's the close. pipe of the, the it's truck. close. And then he gets drafted over to Raw. Jericho introduces him, and yep. then he starts that stuff with Edge. Yeah. Yes, I was watching. So that's close. I still take th- I think Cena there, but I I would say it's it, it would go Austin, Peak, Rock Peak, Cena Peak. It, just in terms of order, and I also yes. think in order of what it was: Austin Peak, Rock Peak, Cena Peak, Daniel Bryan Peak. I think Daniel Bryan's peak was bigger than CM Punk's peak. As do I. Uh, Edge's peak. Yes, I think as do he, I. he surpassed both of those, in my opinion. Think about that. Think about that sentence that you just said about. What they had in Daniel Bryan, they yeah. almost ruined it too. Yes, they were. They flirted on. People forgot, like right after Mania, when they just stuck him in that feud with Kane. Oh, and that, not, was, not, that not, was the end. Not Team Hell No, which was unbelievably entertaining, but just a match with the Kane. Yeah, that was we defended the they title. They had nothing for him. He had that oh. peak, and they had nothing for him. Oh, well, they did not have a plan once they made him champion. He got his WrestleMania moment, and that was it. And to be fair to them, a lot of their focus was on Evolution versus Shield, and then the Ultimate Shield breakup. Yes. So, and honestly, it's tough at that point. He accomplished the goal. That is where books end. That's where the novel ends. And it's it, there's tough to then. What do you do? And that's where if you had a Money in the Bank briefcase still looming. Well, Cashing in on Brian the next night would have been pretty. That's where you need a white hot heel. That's a wrestler. Yes, not a not an authority figure. That's where you need a white hot heel that people are going to go. This per you know, if, if they had let's, I mean, tell me they, don't, they obviously didn't have the time, but you work him into a feud with heel Braun Strowman. Let's say, let's say right now where Braun Strowman's at, but oh, he was a heel. Strowman cashes in on him the next night and takes the belt from him. But some, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But then at that point, you've got five, six more months of TV of, yeah, he's the champion, but he was the champion, then it was taken away from him. Or he could still be the champion, but he's in a feud with, with Braun Strowman that nobody thinks he's going to win. So he's still being disrespected, even though he's the champion. You could t- tell that story. They didn't have that for him. Nope, they didn't. They, they literally didn't have that. They got to me in the end, and they went, now what? And I think that's the problem. Yeah. If you don't have that, like, again, he didn't win the belt, but. If Gargano would have won and Ciampa comes out and does that, the moment is then, yes, Gargano reached the pinnacle, but then there's something meaningful for him to do. That he reached the pinnacle, but he was still taken down. And they never had that step two for Brian. And that's not entirely their fault either. There was I don't look at that roster at the time and said, this was the perfect fit. There were other, I mean, you shouldn't have gone with Kane, but because you could have at least had him in a rivalry with somebody that would have given him an awesome match. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where, again, again, you always look back in retrospect and they didn't have the ability to do this. But that's where, boy, could you, if, if you were able to bring in AJ Styles at that time, if you were able to bring in Shinsuke Nakamura and not even do a face heel thing, do a, you reach the pinnacle here, but you haven't beaten me. Right. I ruled the world in Japan. Right. You know, they, they, didn't, they didn't have the ability to do that at the time. There's contracts. So I'm, I'm not saying that they did that wrong. This is a fantasy booking. But they could have, they would have, those things would have taken Daniel Bryan and allowed him to stay as hot as he was once he won the belt. Well, here. Of the complete drop well, here. felt like. They had somebody on the roster that could have been a heel. They could, they could have gone to the Roman Reigns well. They could have. But, the problem is, is Reigns was still a babyface at that and, time. And the problem. People loved Reigns well, and, at that and time because he problem. was the shield. If you were going to put Ambrose or, or Rollins in that spot or if, because you had Batiste around, you were going to put Batiste in that spot. The problem was all the players that could have been that next feud for Brian 
or all sucked into this storyline to then break up the shield. That, that to me, that they, they couldn't have gone with Batista because that moment happened in Mania. They had the Orton Batista. They couldn't do that again. But that wouldn't, that wouldn't have gotten people. What I'm saying is, all their options were all tied up in that feud, legitimate options, yes. and that's why they were stuck. They were with Kane. And the problem was, is, is Roman Reigns was still a babyface at that time. People started to turn on Roman. There were people that were booing him a little but bit. But hold on. But they started turning him a little bit after the Shield broke if up. If you, if you have Roman be the one that breaks up the Shield, and then Triple H. Puts him in a match with Daniel Bryan. Then that would that now, would have worked. Now you're cooking with something. That would have worked. And that is your way of kind of all right, Kane. You got to get me to this point here, so that I can. And and again, and Jamie, Daniel got hurt and had to relinquish the belt. So that that changed everything. Who knows what their plans were for Daniel following that after that Kane feud? Maybe they just wanted to get through that pay per view with him as the champion and just have him beat Kane to just help him a little bit. And then they had something bigger planned. But then he got hurt. He had to give up the belt. And then and we know the rest from there because then he had to win the IC title next the next year at Mania. Then he gave that up because he got hurt. So a lot of things changed that weren't in WWE's hands. But and I don't even know. How did we get here? How did we get to talking about Daniel Bryan? Oh, we were talking about people's peaks. That people's was peaks. Of, and then the guy about Gargano. That's and right. The, yeah. So, to me, they, they made the mistake of going with Kane, but they really didn't have a whole lot of other options on that roster because of they, they shoehorned themselves with that Evolution uh, Shield feud that ultimately served a big purpose of breaking up the Shield. So, back to 205 Live for a second. I'll be interested to see what the rest of this tournament really looks like, to see if they bring in anybody new. Um, I do think there are a lot of potential call-ups from, the, from NXT if they need people. Um, I do not expect to see Pete Dunne. Uh, Tyler Bate is on there because he's not currently a champion. He's not currently involved in something. I do not expect them to throw Pete Dunne here. I do not uh, either. I, I, some of the other UK guys, certainly possible. Uh, but If Pete Dunne is in this, he's winning. That's the way I view it, He's yes. winning a mania. If they, if they want to give him... If they want to, if they want to give him that moment, yeah. then they should absolutely uh, let him run the table. But he's the current UK champion, and they're, and they're going to do stuff with him on that. I believe there's a match on NXT tonight that's a number one contendership match for a UK title match. And I think Roderick Strong is involved. I think it's Bate Strong. I think. It's Strong somebody. I can't remember off the top of my head what ends. You know what? I'm going to see if I can find this if I go to WWE.com. And as, and as regular listeners of this show know, me looking stuff up while we're doing the show is normally not a good idea. But I'm going to try to do it anyway. By the way, the WWE mobile uh, website, it's uh, not great. SmackDown, there's NXT. Let's see what the official preview for NXT is tonight. That's how we'll close. It is. It is Strong and Tyler Bate. They're going to clash for a UK title opportunity. So we're getting, are we potentially getting Bate done for? There's no way. Uh, well, Roger Strong and Tyler Bate earn a showdown with WWE UK champion Pete Dunne. And then TM61 returns to action for the first time in a year. Um... We get Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans. Man, this show's filled with actual matches. Yeah. I might actually have to watch this show. It's not just going to be a recap show. What? Can't believe it. NXT's not a recap show this week. Also, I think they're filming in Atlanta, Georgia this week. Are they back at Center Station? I, so. I don't know. I, I heard somebody say they were filming in oh, Atlanta. Oh, so that part where you looked at me like I had three heads when I suggested they might be filming other than Full Sail? Well, I'm just surprised. I accept your apology. I, I did not give you an apology. Oh, okay. Can I... Um, I accept it, though. All right. Can we talk... I want to close with one thing. Okay. Okay? There's a, uh, there's a story out there. There's a story out there about two... I don't know if you've seen this, Jamie, but about two specific television channels. Sci-Fi and the USA Network. Have you okay. seen this story? I have not. Okay. Those two networks are loosening their policy on the censoring of and the use of... 
the F word on their television shows. How so? So, there's a story. They're going like the PG-13 rules? We so, use it once or twice or whatever? So, they will now allow the F word without muting on their shows if it is integral to the, the plot of the show. That is, that, is the, that is the word that has been used here. So, hold on. Let me see if I can find the official... I, I don't anticipate a lot of F words going to be being used on WWE television. Okay, can I, can I, can I just get to my point? Before you, you, you can. You just, you it's just a waste of time, on. but you can. All right. So Sci-Fi's policy and the policy of the USA was that that had to be dipped. Uh, that word had to be dipped out. There was one exception in the season two premiere of USA's Mr. Robot, which I believe on this show I've mentioned that I'm a fan of in the past. You are. Um, the, a spokesperson said that when the when that when when language that word in particular is deemed important to the style or plot of a show that Sci-Fi and USA will now allow it, and any show that has that will now air with the TVMA guidelines. But Jamie, of course, this is where I want to go with this, and and you have the same sentiment that I have. Means a nothing. lot of people are are asking, could this be brought Means to WWE? And nothing. yes, this absolutely does not apply to a TV PG show. Uh, ask me on a scale of one to ten how much this means. Jamie, on a scale of one to ten, how much does this mean? Zero. Okay, that's you. You are like me, and I agree with that because WWE is a TV PG show. They're never going to do this. But on I just want to. Unlike the third hour of Raw, because you and I have rallied against people online. Because people have made that, their jokes about uh, Vince McMahon's XFL conference that nobody wants to sit around for three, three and a half hours and watch football. Vince doesn't want they three hours. They don't want three hours. The network wants three hours. Yes. The network's not the one that's putting the PG restriction on WWE. Vince wants it to be that because it broadens the audience and it also, more importantly, makes it easier to find sponsors. That is why it's PG. They are two different issues. One is the network demanding it and WWE saying, we like the extra money, so we're going to do it. And the other one is WWE saying this is the product we want to sell. Can so I, this means nothing. I have a follow-up. Follow-up, Chris Schubert, uh, Phoenix Star News. I don't know. Made up that, a, that's the best thing you came up I with. Made up Phoenix a Star News. I made up a newspaper. I don't want to use a real newspaper. Uh, question? Yeah, because no – never mind. Question? That was too mean. Are you going to acknowledge Yeah, yeah. What question? do you want? Okay. If they move to Fox proper. There will be even heavier restrictions on Fox proper. Fox Sports One, they can get away with a lot of things, but Fox Proper. You, just, you don't let me. You, you're you're like the politician that just interrupts every question. You're not going to let me finish the question. If they move to Fox Proper, Fox Proper does have some TV fourteen shows. They do have some some TV. They have some MA shows on Fox. I don't believe so. No, but they not on Fox Proper. But they have no. some TV fourteen shows. Because it's syndication. Do you think? No. Do you even know what I'm going to ask? Do I think that there's a better chance that they go back to TV fourteen? No. That was not what I was going to ask. Okay. I'm kind of asking that, but you not are going to ask. Not you didn't ask terms. that question. No, 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 no. You want to give me the credit? Okay. Because your reasoning behind them staying PG, and I agree with you, is that Vince wants to broaden his audience. Correct. Do you think that there can be a trade-off of by going to Fox, you're naturally going to expand the audience that sees your show, so you can maybe take some more chances, no. not go full TV 14, no. but flirt or or toe that line every no. once in a while? Okay. They they will not change the way they book their programming okay. now because of that. In reality, I think they'll be even more cautious. I tend to, year I tend to agree with you. I'm not sure we're even going to get the John Cena calling people a, a B for a little bit. I, I think they're going to be mega cautious if they're on Fox proper. That's disappointing. Because that's syndication. And I'm sorry, there are different rules there when you are. watch CBS, yes. Fox, NBC, oh, ABC. Yeah. There are different rules Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, I, and I get that. You're in so many homes. The FCC is watching constantly. I, I think... Um, I think we're actually going to be more likely to see them tone down the words used than I think tone up. 
Right. It, my, my thought being that the, the big idea of going PG is to broaden your audience. If you're able to broaden your audience by moving to a different network, does that open the opportunity? No. But with the FCC constantly watching, I get why and they would. And you still want to go – you still want to open up your sponsorship base. Here's the problem. WWE has faced this issue for a while as the WCW back in the day. Although their numbers, their ratings are fabulous. They're, they are. I mean, they're uh, for not football. By the way, Raw was in, Raw kind of just did a. Well, of course it did. Did a just. Of course it did. And that's plummeted. Hour three was. But bad. still, for TV for ratings on non-live football games, their show does very well. The well, on prob- Mondays they're the they're the second most watched thing behind Monday Night Football. The problem that they always faced is it's not a highly sought after demographic by advertisers. Right. Because right now WWE is skewing very old, just relative for, I mean, they're skewing, we talked about this on the show, how old they were skewing a few weeks back. Uh-huh. They skew old. Uh, un- unfortunately, the, the numbers come back and a lot of times it's, it's lower education, lower income rate. That Are those generalizations? Of course they are. They're not my generalizations. They're, they're generalizations handed out by Nielsen and other companies that, that do these things. So even though they have a large quantity of an audience, the the CPM for them, which the cost that they can charge advertisers per 1,000 viewers, is less than other shows, despite the fact that they are a highly rated show. And 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 I don't understand TV metrics the way probably a lot of the people inside WWE do, but my thought being is wouldn't you rather have a product that scales more towards – your hardcore fan base that's going to be devoted every week that opens up your doors to make some more money because they think going to this broad this broad audience that they've tried to capitalize on they're getting more family friendly sponsors but they're but those spots don't they're they're not worth as much no because the issue is they th- I believe again this is these are this is my conjecture I believe they think we've got the hardcore wrestling fans already we are advertising to them in show with our own the wrestlers wearing their new shirts and all the other stuff. They are going after different money. I they're would going after I would argue money. that point from their perspective that I don't I don't think they're doing enough to cater towards people like you and me. No. I don't think they are. I think they think they are. Oh, right, 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 right. I don't think they're actually right. doing that, but I think they think they're, they're doing th- enough. They're wrong on that assertion. I, I agree with you that they think that. They're wrong in that assertion because they are clearly not – over the five hours of Raw and SmackDown Live, because I don't count NXT in this conversation, they don't do enough to cater towards you and I. They don't. And there are a lot of people out there that are like you and I. Now, of I don't know if we've talked about this, and we've completely – this was not even a topic of conversation that we were going to discuss on this show today. They got around on average of $3.4 million on Monday for yeah. Raw. After, by the way, poor follow-up to uh, Raw 25. Th- think about this, Jamie. They had – 4.8 million people watched the first hour of Raw 25. They did nothing to help those people or to tell those extra 1.6 million people that they drew in, come back to our show next week. Then, well, did, Do you watch the so, show? Hold on. Do you think that they did that? Right. <laughs> then they debut Ronda Rousey the night prior, and they don't capitalize on that. They had two opportunities within a six-day span that they haven't had in years, and they didn't capitalize on it. Of those 3.4 million, how many would you classify as hardcore fans? I would say you're probably – hardcore fans, I'd probably say you're close to two. You're in the two-something. So close to 66% of the fan base. Yeah, because I believe – because my thought is is you, you look at the majority of the fan base when it doesn't drop off. 
So, so I'd say around two million are are basically going to watch the show if mm -hmm. it's on television. So, sixty six percent of the because the third hour overall was three million this past Monday. So, about sixty six percent of your audience is your hardcore fans. You're not catering to them. No. You're not kidding. You, you, but again, you, I think they believe that. Oh, they'll, they'll be there. But what you do, what the way they book their show, the way they pr produce their show, the way the way they shoot their show, and, and everything about it is not catering to the sixty six percent. It's catering to that thirty three percent. And no, it's actually it's catering to the people that aren't watching the show, which is the problem in the first place. Uh, and yes, because they're not. Look at what NXT does. Now I understand again, it's different. It's on their own network. You, you people, if people are subscribed to your network, they are hardcore fans. One point five million of them. So it, it, those people, and again, there are hardcore fans that just don't want to pay for the network. I, I'll watch Raw, I'll watch SmackDown, and then that, and I'll, you know, I'm good. I, it's, I might watch my weekly wrestling, and I'm good. So there are hardcore fans that aren't just network subscribers. Or they have a friend who has the network and they use theirs. Correct. Or again, or you have people that subscribe to the network and By the way, that they was don't. A, that, they, was, that was a shout out to one of our listeners. <laughs> no names. Yeah, no names. Uh, or they subscribe to the network and they say, you know what? I will watch the 90-minute Hulu version of Raw. I did that for a while. Uh, you know, Watching Raw with no, with, uh, with no commercials no commercials on Monday but they, was but, nice. But, but they also they cut out some matches. Yeah. They cut out some segments for that. So some people want to watch it. SmackDown not so much because basically they have to cut out one segment and then with other commercials it's 90 minutes already. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's Raw, they usually have to cut out a match or two and whatever. Some people want to watch it that way. Some people, it's not a, a, it's not appointment viewing for them. They, they'll watch some of the pay-per-views, you know, right. I, and that's it for them. If, if, if they hear some buzz online, they'll go back and watch the show. Yeah, and, and I think at the end of the day, WWE is making booking decisions and making decisions with how they put on these shows for people, to your point, that aren't watching. And then that, to me, is the biggest disconnect that they have right now because they can cater to that 33% that I was talking about while also making that 66% happy. Let me get some Scott Steiner math here. No, that, was, that adds up to 99%, so I'm off by a percent. I'm not getting it a decimal. Samoa here. Joe! No, don't do this. Don't cut this promo. I won't. You can make decisions that cater to the 33% that the 66% will be happy with. You can do that. I don't think they're doing that. No, and I also, I also think that there's an overestimate. Now, I think there's an overestimation about... Overestimate, that's not the right word. I think there is a, a misidentification of what people that aren't watching the show are looking for. And the reasons why they're not watching the show. Can I can I piggyback off yes. that? I think there are a lot of the hardcore fans, that 66% that we keep talking about, that the changes they want to see to Raw, most of them, trust me, the people who want two hours and want CM Punk back on TV and Daniel Bryan wrestling, those are... Yeah, we all want right, that. But, 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 those are, but those are decisions that I don't think are realistic and help the WWE with that 33% or generating new fans. But a lot of the ideas that you and I bring up on this show of how to fix Raw are common sense ideas that stay within the three-hour time frame, that stay within the PG mindset. And stay and, within the roster they have. And, and cater towards a more casual fan base. Nakamura Styles is a match that casual fans are going to get behind. They're going to. Yes, people are going to, people are going to get behind the buzz. Look, there's no doubt that they don't have a guy. Right now, they don't. No, they have Roman Reigns. He's not. He's not a bad guy. He's not a good guy. He's the guy. He says he's the guy. So they have a, the guy. But they don't have that right now. They don't have somebody like Daniel Bryan. They don't have somebody like CM Punk. 
They don't have somebody like John Cena. They don't have somebody like Dwayne Johnson. They don't have somebody like Stone Cold Steve Austin. They don't have somebody like Bret Hart. They don't have somebody like Shawn Michaels. They don't have somebody like Hulk Hogan. Mm -mm. They don't have Ric Flair. Nope. They don't have, and, and, and I use those, and the, toward the end I got a little bit out of order there. But you had pillars that went beyond the wrestling world. We've talked about this, that they don't have that person that transcends wrestling. And when you don't have that, it's incredibly tough to do anything on your show that's going to get other fans to come in. Unless you rile up your fan base so much that they spread the word that there's something crazy is happening. It's, it works. We had people in this office that don't watch wrestling. Mm -hmm. But when they heard, you know, but maybe they watched wrestling at one point or they were casual fans at one point and they know or it's they Rumble just hear season. Us talk about it a bunch. Or they know it's WrestleMania. And, it, you know, maybe the bunching off point was I remember the day Daniel Bryan retired. As and do I. We work in the sports world. Mm -hmm. And we saw how the sports world, not just the wrestling world, yep. the sports world reacted to it. And two people that I, that worked in this office that don't watch wrestling regularly went, I didn't know this guy was this big of a deal. I need to go back and see what he was about. I need to go back and see his – I need to watch Raw for his speech and I want to see what's happening. So you can do things with your show to get people to come back and watch. It's Shane not just McMahon returning? In, Shane McMahon returning. It's not just bringing in Ronda Rousey. It's not just bringing in a celebrity. The problem is I, it's they don't have somebody that is, is – poking their arm out of the WWE bubble and grabbing new people. They don't have that. They don't have somebody with that personality right now. Now, one could argue they have done a terrible job of building anybody for that role. And I don't necessarily mean building that they're over with wrestling fans. Shinsuke Nakamura is over with wrestling fans. Shinsuke Nakamura is not getting somebody that's watching the Today Show to watch Monday Night Raw this mm -mm. week. It's not happening. And that's not, a, that's not an indictment against Shinsuke or his abilities in the ring. Unfortunately, same goes for AJ Styles. And AJ Styles is a Hall of Famer. A Hall, TNA Hall of, of Famer. famer. TNA Hall but of Famer. But he is not he is not grabbing that person. No. And that and I think if we can boil this conversation down as we wrap up here to one thing and one thing only, it is that. It is that is the that is the thing that they are missing. And in order to create that, in order to create that person, you actually need to cater to your hardcore fans because you need them to be the group that goes, look, I know you don't like wrestling, but you got to watch for you this gotta watch guy. you got to watch this guy. So that is where this pyramid starts. It starts there with you need to get a guy that or gal, I'm not putting it past them to build somebody from the female side of things. You can. UFC did. If, and I know we can, we can sit here all day because I know wrestling fans and MMA fans, particularly MMA fans to wrestling fans, oh my goodness. have this, can, this superiority complex by the that way, is remarkable to me. The Ronda Rousey hate that is going around on the internet that yep. she's taking a spot oh, away from somebody, turn off the TV and stop watching. Yeah, please. I will say the same thing I said on Monday about Ronda winning. What would you rather her Would no. you rather her win the match? The wrestling fans that are saying that are just as bad as the MMA fighters that come on and say everything is fake and wrestlers are stupid and, and it's not even – you're just as bad just on the other side. Uh, by the way, all the WWE girls that are doing that, it's a work. Yeah, Sasha's not it's actually mad. a work. Yeah, Sasha's not actually mad. They're I very happy she's there. They are fans of hers. Yes. They like her. Yes, specifically Sasha. Yes, it's all a work, guys, yeah. which is good. You want that. Yep. So, good. Uh, but it just to me, it's if the UFC could do it, so WWE could do it, 
you, you have Ronda now. Charlotte's the one. If it's uh, not yes. Charlotte, it's Sasha. It's one of those two. And Char- uh, okay. Charlotte could be the one. I think Sasha's got the personality for it, though. I think Sa- I think Sasha could. Sasha has, in my opinion, the potential to talk people into the building more than Charlotte does, even if Charlotte is the better performer. But she needs to be NXT boss, Sasha. Correct. Not WWE boss, Sasha. That's the difference. Correct. Um, because again, you nobody can tell me that if built properly over the course of time, and that a heel Sasha Banks versus a babyface Charlotte couldn't main event a mania. We, it talked is about that. we talked about that yesterday. It's possible. The, of, of the first that they have left, which, by the way, I came up with a couple of other ones that we, while we got out of here, they still have the first ever women's extreme rules match, which I don't think they've done yet. The first ever women's Punjabi prison match. Stop. There shouldn't even have been a first ever men's Punjabi prison match. I know, but you just, I just wanted to say that because it got you all. It's you, me hot. You were literally yesterday, you're like, don't say these things out loud anymore. Charlotte versus Sasha at a mania is the ticket. I think Charlotte versus Ronda could be the ticket. I, I think you have the personalities there to get that WrestleMania build and to get something that can main event and go mainstream. But you have to start by catering to your hardcore fans. That Because honestly, Jamie, let me ask you this. How many times over the last three years have you gone out of your way to go to somebody who wasn't a wrestling fan and go, you got to watch for this person. Not a lot. I don't do it. You know what I suggest more than WWE? New Japan. New Japan. We we have a buddy in our in our friend group, not the biggest wrestling fan in the world, huge UFC fan. We sat him down and we showed him Okada Omega 2. He fell in love. Kenny Omega is his favorite wrestler now. Good. Every time we do a wrestling predictions thread, he predicts that Kenny Omega is going to show up. That's part of a gimmick now, but he loves Kenny Omega. Okay? To me... That's the difference. If I'm going to go out of my way to tell somebody who's not a big wrestling fan to watch this, my dad is a casual wrestling fan. I don't go out of my way to tell my dad to watch stuff. I don't. And you know who my dad misses more than anybody else? CM Punk. Why? Because that superstar captivated my dad who's a casual fan. Yeah. And they, they don't, don't have that. They, they don't, don't have that some that person that can make the hardcore fan go to their casual and even non-wrestling fans and go, you guys got to watch. And, and that's the point I try to make with this. And, and, and again, people are going to listen to this and they're going to say, well, I can't believe you don't think AJ Styles is that. I can't believe you don't think Shinsuke Nakamura. That's what I'm assuming, assuming they sound By the like. way, your interpretation of how the internet sounds is exactly the way I interpret uh, the internet sounds. Like, and, and they're missing the point I'm trying to make. I love both of those performers. I will pay to see and sports, have paid to sports see. Sports entertainers, excuse you. Both of those. Uh, both of those athletes compete. I have Sports paid entertainers, money. Shut up, Chris. You. I've paid money to watch them, and I will continue to pay money to watch them. But I also have to understand that casual fans and those who aren't really into wrestling aren't coming in to appreciate the athleticism right away. You have to draw them in with personality, and then they can see the athleticism and go, now I'm captivated. Mm-hmm. You need somebody that makes that bridge. You need somebody, and they don't have it. All right, guys. Th- that it's was not Roman Reigns, and I like Roman Reigns. I do. I, I like Roman Reigns more than most of the, yes. the internet likes Roman Reigns. Can you do an internet He's impersonation of people who don't like Roman Reigns? Okay, thank you. Okay. Reigns tired the Undertaker. Okay, thank you. And he, he sucks. Okay, and, yeah. that's good. It's okay. Uh, this is a this is a perfect example. It's not of, your yard. <laughs> this is an example. It's not your yard, Roman. <laughs> this is the perfect example of us calling the show. Daniel Bryan's yard. Well, Daniel Bryan, twenty twenty. Yes, yes. <laughs> Why is it Zack Ryder getting more of a push? This is Someone's going to have to explain to me the Zack Ryder internet love at some point because I just I don't get it. Like he's, he is 
okay. He's the okayest guy the internet just fall in love with. This is the perfect example of us calling the show while we're doing it because <laughs> none of what we talked about for the last half hour of this show we expected. It's supposed about. to be a quick show. By the way, Jamie, we, we made it, we made it to an hour. I said, yeah, way. there's no way we go to an hour today. Famous last words. Um, by the way, we I, I know yesterday we teased doing our versions of the SmackDown oh, Top yeah. 10 for Oops. men and women. We'll do it tomorrow. We yeah, need we'll some for tomorrow. tomorrow, so we'll do it tomorrow. We can do it tomorrow. We can do it Friday because Friday tends to be a slow day with no pay Are you kidding me? Friday's the best day of the week. It's where I try to get you to branch out and watch That's other wrestling. That's one segment. I can talk for 20 minutes about other wrestling. All right? Uh, all right, guys, that's going to do it for us. As always, you can follow the show at FRS Slam on Twitter. Uh, we tweet out the links to all of our articles. My article about 205 Live. you're attractive, so I don't like you, Roman. Oh, went, uh, went live today about 205 Live being fixed. Uh, we also post the shows there. You can follow the show on Anchor, FRS Slam Radio, or anywhere you get a podcast, iTunes, uh, any Android, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. Anywhere you get podcasts, just look up FRS Slam. All the episodes go live there. You can listen to a backlog of all the shows as well. Uh, FRSSlam.com is where all of the articles, like the one we mentioned today that I wrote about 205 Live, is there. Uh, and other than that, guys, that is going to do it for us here today. We will be back tomorrow, NXT Review, and we'll get into our SmackDown Top 10 list. We'll talk to you then.